Welcome to Gain That Tune. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. It's good to hear everybody's voices again. This is Game That Tune, episode 202. And man, oh man, we got a great show coming up tonight. If you're just joining us for the first time, what we're going to do around here is we're going to listen to some video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess the games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We goof off. We have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And, uh, yeah, we had a fantastic uh, return from our hiatus last week. We uh, just had a blast and provided some fun escapism. And I think that we've got more of that in store this week. And the uh, fantastic Jesse Moore has uh, tonight's theme. So, Jesse, what's uh, what's tonight's fun and fancy-free theme for Game That Tune? Oh, it's a, a game, a theme filled with whimsy and uh, and all sorts of happiness. Uh, games in which you can fight police officers. Yes. Okay. Kind of went the other way on that one, but uh, you know what? It's. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's game that tune. We can make fun out of anything. <laughs> uh, quite frankly, I, I uh, it's uh, it's a bit of a fraught time out there. Uh, you know, protests continue, but hey, we're making progress, people. Minneapolis is uh, somehow going to dissolve that police department and you know figure out a more citizen-driven you know community-based police force. And uh, it's uh, it's it's an exciting and interesting time to be alive. I think that's the polite way to put it. And yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna play some. Play some fantasy games, games that allow you to uh, commit a violent act against a police officer without repercussion. Now, I don't mean there's no repercussions in the game. I mean, from the comfort of your couch, you can you can punch a police officer and nothing happens. The police don't come knock down your door. This isn't Korea. Um, so yeah, we got uh, we got a fun show coming up tonight, guys. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> episode. Thank title. you so much. <laughs> yeah, this ain't Korea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about, th- that would be the next theme is you know Co- North yeah. Korean police punching games. North Korean. I thought games. the theme was going to be games uh, not in Korea. Yeah. Oh, there Ooh. we go. <laughs> yeah. Nice big broad theme. Oh god, Johnny, if you pick that exalted leader game, I swear to God. Uh, but yeah, we got a great game coming up. Uh, we got four great games. We got a great fan request. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot of fun. So, Johnny, uh, they can't hear the sound effects because uh, you've, you've done something, um, smeared your dick all over your soundboard. So tell us uh, tell us that we're going to game one. Well, I think I might have just fixed it, Han. Game one.
Okay. So this is a beat-em-up game that combines... Well, it's more like a mashup game. It combines elements of a beat-em-up with elements of a JRPG. guys got some answers sure do oh yeah <laughs> all right let's see here john says rygar which isn't correct david oh. says konami's fuck the police which is incorrect and jesse has treachery and beat down city which is correct whoa <laughs> that is treachery and beat down city uh just came out march 2020 and this game could not have come out at a better time it's. I think it's. <laughs> it's just. A I would argue against that, John. I would say it's you know, no worse time to try to release media. <laughs> <laughs> True, but uh, it's it's a game where you beat up racists, you beat up corrupt cops. It's uh, the game opens with you play a Latina woman who uh, tries to go to a gym and somebody mistakes her for the staff and asks her to start cleaning the mirrors. And then you beat the shit out of them. <laughs> and it just goes from there. It's 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 pretty interesting because huh. it combines traditional beat em up elements with JRPG elements. Uh, and what I, what I specifically mean is when you go up, come up and fight somebody, you can just hit A and like do quick jabs, right? Or you can pop up a menu where you start chain together moves and try to come up what? with combos and you have uh, fight points, you know, that you, that you get to use. And you, you know, beat up people to earn more fight points back. And you can trigger, like, being in a combo status. It gets you the ability to, like, heart, like uh, it, it increases your accuracy. So certain moves are more likely to work. Things like that. Uh, and when somebody attacks you, you choose, like, do you want to block? Do you want to brace? You know, what do you want to do? It's it's pretty interesting because it's a little bit slower than, like, a normal beat-em-up is, right? Like, uh-huh. you, you tend to only be fighting, like, a couple people at a time tops. And it's through dialogue boxes, uh, <laughs> and you have to, 
it's it's kind of you know how Final Fantasy 7 had that like action meter that had to fill up before you could do stuff. It's got a similar concept. It's got a three phase action meter. Um, so like when one phase fills up, you get one action. When two fills up, you can do two. It goes up to three. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty um, neat. It's a pretty cool it concept. It sounds fucking dope, John. I'm looking at pictures of it now, and yeah, it like it's uh, it's like Double Dragon NES quality graphics. Yeah, and it's got like these action menus. You know, I I think the thing I was gonna say maybe that reminded me of was something like God Hand, where like you know you're doing chaining combos and stuff, and you have all these extra abilities that are accessed via like you know like action wheels and things. And it's like yeah, you can be beating stuff up and doing all kinds of wacky shit, or you can like you know throw a little uh, throw a little extra in that mix for you know fight points. Like that uh that sounds like it would translate pretty well to an eight bit style beat 'em up. Like that's uh intriguing to me this uh how was i not made aware of this game that sounds great you know, yeah, probably I, probably you know that's you said it came out like there's no better time for it to have come out like so this is an old school beat-em-up like throwback kind of thing did it not come out like the same exact time as streets of rage 4 like <laughs> it uh <laughs> seems like yeah, maybe I, it got lost in the fray of uh another prominent throw throwback beat em up coming out. Oh, you know what I think happened is what what day did um Animal Crossing come out? That's I what it was. Mm, the Animal think, Crossing crowd just buried Treachery and Beatdown City. I think so. This came out either the same day or the day before. It was like March thirtieth or something like that. Sweet. Ooh. Yep. And uh yeah. Do not but try to cross Animal Crossing there. Yeah, you know, it's mm -mm. a behemoth, man. Well I've... Doom can do it, but that's it. <laughs> I feel they, like you know, Doom and Animal Crossing were symbiotic. That that was the whole, that was the only reason Doom survived. <laughs> yeah, you know, they went hand in hand. Everybody bought both. I feel like I need to buy and play this game because I'm not gonna lie, John. Everything you have said about this game has made me want it more. Like, oh yeah, it's mm -hmm. like a JRPG beat 'em up. <laughs> okay, where you fight racists. Okay. As a Latina oh. woman. Okay. It's like, and as you go through, like, you know, you can level stats and everything. And you know how in beat-em-ups where you fight, like, six people or there's a huge crowd swarming this. In this, you fight, like, three max. Okay. Even better. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't just overwhelm you and fuck you up like, you know, shitty old beat-em-ups. Like, all right, good. Very good. <laughs> You're telling me that it's an enjoyable beat-em-up? Go to, you know, get out of here. Get out of town. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, I I think it's also. Did uh, David just confirm he was a Latino woman? He, he he confirmed he wants to play a game as a Latino woman. Okay, Subtle gotcha. difference. I mean, <laughs> I it's I believe it's been documented on the show. Like, if there is a choice between male and female character, I usually pick the female character. So yes, I I, I that, that is very true. You're right. Yeah. Just, your spicy Spanish side was coming out a little bit. I was like, yeah, damn. I'm just picturing you <laughs> talking with like Rosie Perez's voice, and I, I'm not gonna lie, David, it was doing something for me. Um, but uh, I'm, yeah, it, I'm not anyway. gonna do my Hispanic accent because then no, don't do it. I wasn't asking no, you please to don't. do it. I was Hold imagining on. it. That's the Game thing. Two, Imagin quick. Imagination is a delightful thing. Uh, you know, I, like oh, see the fantasy, like placing David into this setting. Like one, make David a Latina woman. That's that's wild and crazy enough. Two, David, as we know him today, goes to a gymnasium. That's even more far fetched than David <laughs> being a Latina woman. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I, you know fantastical I, game. Put David in this setting. 
I want to sit here and, like, give you shit for that, but no, you're correct. Me going to a gym is far less likely than me being a Latina woman. <laughs> it's easier for you to transition into becoming a Latina woman than it is to get you a gym membership. I've taken the joke too far. I apologize. Um, but John, this game this game looks fucking great, man. Uh, so I assume that you've downloaded and played this game. Game two. Oh my god! I, I heard, heard a sound effect. <laughs> he fixed it. No, so I've not. It is available for Switch and for PC. It's only twenty dollars, um, so I think it's uh, I think it's probably a pretty good buy. Uh, I would. It seems like the kind of game that you can come in, play for a little bit. It it probably does get repetitive because it is a beat 'em up, right? You know. No, no way. <laughs> but you know, you can probably play a few levels, come back in a day or two, and uh, and just you know just enjoy it. Just enjoy beating up uh, shitty cops. What they have? There's a lot of dialogue in this game, and that I think has gotten a little bit of criticism that there's probably a little too much of it. But some of it is pretty funny. Yeah, uh, see, that's the thing. I, I think dialogue in a beat 'em up game can be pretty well relegated to like three lines during a cutscene. You really don't need a whole lot to go on. Like, you, you know the motivation in a beat 'em up. It's it's there in the description yeah. of the genre. Beat, beat them, them up. up. <laughs> The only motivation you need in a beat-em-up is an arrow saying, this way. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a little bit lost. No, you're not. You can only go one direction. It's this way. And when you get there, beat them up. That's uh, that's the name of this game. I did, like, I found an interview with the creator of the game, and he was talking about how he wasn't sure, like, how to advertise this game. And uh, I think the interviewer told him, like, just call it, like, your tagline should just be, punch a racist. <laughs> punch a yeah. racist. That that sells me. Yeah, yeah I'm sold. And, and frankly, that's a, it's like a good co-opting of all the weird shit that's gone on in the last few years. Like, you know, when fucking that guy got punched out for being a Nazi on, you know, camera, everybody's like, yeah, it's good to punch Nazis, punch punch a racist. It's like, yeah, market your game with that. It, it'll draw the same crowd. Like, oh, cool, they, they made a game out of punching that guy? Well, no, 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 you're punching a different racist, but... Lots of them, so it feels pretty good. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Take my money. I mean, that's literally and, uh, why I bought Wolfenstein 2, because it was a Switch game where you could shoot Nazis. It's like, I need yeah. this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, the main, th- they got Open Mike Eagle for the uh, main theme, which is pretty sweet. And uh, That yeah. is cool. Yeah. End awesome. of list. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, John, you said Open Mike Eagle. That, you know, that scored you several cred points in my book, so... Uh, <laughs> Wow. Uh, one, I don't think I can name him. <laughs> you know? yeah. One, I, I read the name. That's enough. <laughs> Two, so. I've heard him on NPR before. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, John. That's how you get your cred. You drop the NPR. <laughs> I mean, again, uh, I don't John's know why you need to streets. drop cred. You had me sold at Punch Racists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's all take a trip to Beatdown City. Uh, punch a racist and you know listen to Open Mike Eagle. It all sounds really good. So anyway, Johnny, anything else? You you already said there was nothing else. <laughs> Game two. Yeah.
All right, guys. So based on the uh, year that this game is set, there's actually several anachronisms that have been found throughout the game. Um, many of the vehicles and songs in the game are from 1948 or 49. Uh, in one case, uh, there's a letter featuring a zip code. Zip codes were not introduced in the United States until 1963. Uh, and the characters' animations, when they get into cars, show them putting on a three-point seat belt. But lap-style seat belts weren't even in cars until 1949, and three-point seat belts weren't patented until 1955. Uh, see those answers there, fellas. Ah, oh, Jesse says Mafia too. See, he's incorrect. His Johnny and David both have the correct answer. It's L.A. Noir. See.
Are, are and we, that uh, is the extent of which I plan to do that voice tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, are, are we going to spend this entire segment sounding like Edward G. Robinson? <laughs> Listen, man. It's so tempting to start every single sentence I'm about to yeah. say with, meh, see? It was, you know, we, we could bring it back, David. You want to you wanna do it? Nah. Nah, see? Okay. Um, nah. Yeah. yeah. Throwback to the Chief Pig'em podcast. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. L.A. Noir, baby. Um, man, what a game. Uh, am, I, uh, am I the only one here who's, uh, who's taking the trip to L.A. for, uh, for a little, uh, little throwback, a little L.A. Noir action? I've never played it. I'm not Chicago is the David. farthest west I've ever gone. Wow. <laughs> uh, but, David, this is on Switch. You could actually play this game right now. Yeah, right now. Right Quick. the fuck now, David. Yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> Going to get that sweet, sweet game, see? Um, so, yeah, this game, man, it's it's pretty good. Now, now it, you know, it, it, before we get all you know, mad about the theme, yeah, you play as a police in this game. However, like many games that, uh, you know, feature the ability to fight the police, you play as a police. So, that, you know, you're fighting corrupt cops in this. That's that's the thing. So yeah, you're playing a police detective, and eventually you you, you gotta have some uh, you gotta have it out with some 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 toughs, some uh, some guys that don't want you uncovering a vast uh, conspiracy web, if you know what I mean. Um, game's pretty cool though, man. It, you know, this came out. I was surprised. I was looking it up and I'm like, man, goddamn, this came out like 2011. I would have had this pegged like, I don't know, like. 2013, 2014, like, I, I was thinking, like, PS3 Swan Song. It's like, no, this kind of, you know, kind of was, uh, you know, shit, this game came out almost 10 years ago. And, you know, it was, uh, it was really something. I feel like this game was the height of people maybe taking video games a little too seriously. Hmm. Um, especially <laughs> in, in the Rockstar camp. Like, seriously. Uh, does anybody know where they, uh, you know, the uh, the big premiere event for L.A. Noir? Does anybody remember this uh, this stunt they pulled? L.A. Strangely enough, no. Was it like a Game Awards thing? No, it was even more masturbatory than that. Uh, Johnny, you want to venture a guess? Let's see. It was not L.A. It was not a video game awards thing. I'm guessing they did something in New York City. Mm-hmm. With the actual mafia. Oh, see, th- yeah, exactly. They 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 cut off a horse's head and put it in someone's bed. <laughs> it was wild. Uh, Publicity directed at one person. <laughs> <laughs> you play the game, yeah. See, <laughs> but no, the, uh, this game is. I, I'm sure it's you know it's the first and only game to premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival. Um, I was close. Yes, I oh. know, John. I thought you would pull up the wiki. <laughs> this, um, it's that's uh, just really silly. Like they did a screening, I guess, of game cutscenes, and then had like a Q and A with the director, and it was like the opening thing of Tribeca that year. I'm like, man, if I was a film critic or something, and I ended up going to that. I'd be a little pissed. Like, wait a minute, I got to watch cutscenes from a Rockstar game. What the fuck, man? <laughs> like this. Uh, Eh, it, it could be good. It, 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 it's all right. Uh, it, it was pretty, uh, pretty, I guess, groundbreaking with the the facial scan and all the performances. And 
you know, they had some fun ideas in there. The problem that I had with it, I was bad at the main thing of the game. The main thing of this game is you're a detective and you're interviewing people and you have to read their faces for like facial tics and cues to see if maybe they're lying or telling the truth. I sucked at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, like, see, this thing, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here in the interrogation room, like, questioning this guy about, like, this house that burned down, and he's literally doing, like, the shifty dog eyes. <laughs> and, like, I didn't burn nothing down. Exactly. What? And I'm like, you know, you press the button to, like, press the witness or, like, say he's lying. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, man, leave me alone. And, like, the other detective comes in. It's like, what's wrong with you? He's a war vet. He, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? He was doing the shifty eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, and it's not one of those games where, like, you know, every decision, you know, affects the outcome. Like, you can't, like, fuck this up and move on. Like, if you fuck up these interrogations, you get, like, a game over and you have to start over for that segment. It's just like, oh, piss. Like, this, you know, come on. Like, uh, mm. Gotta drive back across town and fucking, like, you know, pick this guy up again and go back and try and reread his face. I ain't got time for this shit. Yeah, it, it's, uh, so, but yeah, so... It, I guess, yeah, really, when you get down to it, it's a little bit of Grand Theft Auto, a little bit of Phoenix Wright with some really nice face capture. Like, you know, frankly, I think uh, a Phoenix Wright game done with this level of detail would be pretty goddamn cool. They should uh, they should maybe consider, you know, Rockstar and Capcom crossing those over or, like, making some DLC or something. Yeah, uh, but could you but, imagine, uh, like, using that level of facial rendering technology to get all the individual muscles put on, like an anime art style face like it would be like going to a cosplay convention and seeing those people who dress up with the anime masks to make them look exactly like the character i mean that's mm -hmm. like uncanny valley written all over it yeah and honestly i think that might be the problem like i played the phoenix right a couple of phoenix right games and so i was expecting that level of like facial expressions like well he's clearly lying like you know, he's he's got the big sweat mark on his head and he's got those like those anxious lines like just where are like, those in la noir <laughs> he just looked over to the wall but like giant beads of sweat aren't popping out of his forehead <laughs> His jaw literally hit the table. Like, he, I think he's shocked by something. He opened a magazine and blood started coming out of his nose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's it's pretty cool. I, I like the vibe of it. I like that it's, you know, it can be a little easy going if you want to. It's, you know, one, I mean, how many games you got set in the 1940s? Like, I'll wait. Go ahead. Name another. Uh, there's like, uh... Mafia 1941. Um, Thank you, David. 1942. See, but okay, so yeah, that's that's the real question. How many games are set in the forties and aren't World War II games? <laughs> like Um yeah, Really narrows down the list. There was Oh no, Destroy All Humans was in the fifties. Never mind. There was that nineteen forty one spin off, nineteen forty one, you know, like draft dodger. It was wild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just, a stealth is, action game. That is a stealth Stay game home I would try play not the to, fuck out of. Try not to build up your coward meter. <laughs> the goal um, is to make it to Canada. <laughs> Oh, um, but yeah, you could just like drive around like a 40s LA and, uh, you know, it, that was pretty cool. There, there's not a whole lot of like car action, but, you know, solving the cases was fun and, 
you know, the the story as usual is like Rockstar's level of deep, so not terribly deep, but a little bit dark. Like it's about how you can't really like redeem yourself for your sins, and there's you know, it, 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 you know people want to say it's morally ambiguous. I'm like, uh, the guy you're playing as was like a soldier in World War II, and he like. I think he executed a bunch of people with like a f- flamethrower or something like that's oh. not morally ambiguous. He's a bad dude. <laughs> like he should be repenting for his sins. This isn't as ambiguous as you think it is. <laughs> well, wait, the people that he was shooting with a flamethrower, were they Nazis? Cuz if so, then it's okay. See, and I don't think that's I think they were innocents cuz that factors into the game later on like, you know, the there's been a series of arsons around LA and uh yeah, I think like I think the guy you're playing as I you know, it's been 9 fucking years since I played this, but I think he was uh some kind of you know, got got swept up in the moment and like ordered somebody to you know kill a whole village or some shit. The kind of morally ambiguous type thing you'll see in a Rockstar game, where it's like, well, that's not really morally ambiguous. That was a village full of innocent people. Like that's you know, thank you Rockstar for you know exposing the oh man you know all the the shades of gray and executing innocent people. Um, yeah, but you know it, it's a uh, it's 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 a cool game and it's a lot of fun. And you get to uh, you know you get to drive around. And you get to have a little bit of gunplay and fight some cops and fight some bad guys. And you know, as a guy that likes uh, movies like Ellie Confidential and Chinatown, it's like, yeah, this is as close as they're gonna get. I've been asking them for years to make that Chinatown game. Like, how come there's no Jack Nicholson DLC for LA Noir? Where is that? Hmm. Yeah, how like there's how come not there's not games. Jack Nicholson DLC for every game? That's for what I'm saying. There's pros. there's just not enough games that allow you to play as Jack Nicholson. Like, oh man, I mean, yes, like that sh- that really should be part of the next Fighters Pass. You know, Jack for Smash. Like, and he's got all his various costumes throughout the years. You get to play as like McMurphy. You get to play as uh, what's his face from The Shining. He has uh, a the Joker. Uh, you gotta play as fucking him in As Good As It Gets. You know, his, his final, final smash is, he turns jokes. into the guy from The Terror. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus points uh, if you get that reference. And, you know, of course, like, you know, my favorite Jack Nicholson DLC would be the, uh, Something's Gotta Give DLC. One where he just, you know, <laughs> you just hold up in a house that's, you know, and you have sex with Diane Keaton. It's a great fucking game. Like, that's why does the final Noir smash. have that? Yeah, the final, the final smash is you cut Diane Keaton's turtleneck off. Um, yeah. What a what a game! <laughs> but yeah, Ellie Noir is cool, uh, and I, I mostly picked it because I was like, man, I've I've used up a lot of the Grand Theft Auto options in you know in this theme. It's like, all right, so for me, I got like Grand Theft Auto. I got like some old school beat 'em ups. I figured David might gravitate towards like some Final Fight or something. So I'm looking around, and I was like, oh, Ellie Noir. I'm pretty sure you fought some crooked cops in that. So yeah, fuck yeah, little uh, you know, throwback action with some good '40s style music. I you know, I thought it was uh, thought it was a good pick, good tunes. Yeah, see. Now, um, can we can we talk about the zip codes? Game three. <laughs> you, you're not supposed to do that to yourself, yeah, but I geez. do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of shit in the chat about that trivia. And uh, fuck all y'all. It was good trivia, and it was loaded with hints. <laughs> like, uh, just, how so. did we send letters without zip codes? That is mind-boggling. 
You just wrote the town, John. I don't know. <laughs> you can't do that. There weren't, there weren't very many people here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, you know, I also want to know why seatbelts weren't invented until 1949. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. What, what were people doing? Go as fast. I people don't were harder then. That's true. Yeah, the cars were harder. The people were harder. Yeah, I gave my kids bootstraps for Christmas every year. They they used to <laughs> design cars so that when they would get in a crash, the car would survive and not the people. <laughs> and sometime around then, they said, "Wait a minute, <laughs> people are expendable. What can we say?" It's like you can buy new cars. Yeah. <laughs> Henry Ford needs that blood money. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ellie Noir, pretty cool. Um, it's it's and it's available on Switch. I mean, like I I was surprised to see that get re-released. Like I kind of had forgotten about it. And I was looking at it as I was getting ready for the show, and I'm like, oh, it's on sale. Oh, it's on sale half off, and it's still twenty five dollars. They want fifty dollars for a nine year old game. Nah, man, I can't read the faces well enough to justify that purchase again. Like we're not doing this a second time. <laughs> so, uh, but what if they if you- added like joy-con support and like hd rumble where as they look they shiver and you can feel the joy-con vibrate that would make it so much better face maybe it would help and see that's the other thing as you got later in that game it's like everybody's making these exaggerated ass shifty motherfucker face motions and i keep getting it wrong it's like okay so wait are they lying like you know the the whole crux of this game was designed to infuriate me (laughs) like you gotta be able to read their faces or they're really good liars like well, fuck this thing. That's a stupid mechanic. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't the point I wanted to end on, but it feels like it should be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck L.A. Noir. No, it's it's a, it's a fine, fine game. It was a good attempt. And uh, you know, Johnny, let's uh, let's actually now not talk about zip codes and oh. move on to move on to, to game three. See, game three.
Alright, um, this game was originally envisioned as an ambitious PC game, uh, but it was under development for three years and suffered a troublesome development cycle, partially due to an overestimation of what the N64 could do. <laughs> Okay, and uh, David has quit the show. Um, <laughs> I guess he did not choose to accept this uh, mission. Let me just go ahead and pick up my point. Um, <laughs> John says mission dick possible. <laughs> That's three points, right? <laughs> uh, uh, Johnny says mission impossible 64. And David still absent. Um, I, mean, I think I'm pretty sure he's self-destructed in five seconds. So. <laughs> David, do you have an answer? Wait, what? Hey, man, you really gotta read the room, <laughs> dude. We fucking the song ended three minutes ago. <laughs> I will tell you that John and Johnny both got it right, so the hat trick is all up to you. It was a Whether very short I, song. I am setting you up for disappointment. <laughs> this hat trick, should you choose to accept it. Ah! Perfect. <laughs> Dark, didn't we just use that game? Anyway, this is a. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> I forgot to wait. This is our fan request from the Discord. Keladon uh, requested Mission Impossible for the Nintendo 64. David, I think you made the mistake of getting up. One second. You got of the up song. before the most obvious <laughs> song, because <laughs> that back did give it away. Yeah. I, oh man. That's all right. It, Sometimes it I like to go with some easy, easy bait. <laughs> I like that, Jesse. This, it's been a long I, time since we've had one that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I, as someone who has a kidney condition and needs to use the bathroom, is being unfairly <laughs> discriminated against during the show. Hey, John pees in bottles during the show, so I don't know. Yeah, man. You make no, it work, that's, baby. That's not an example. Bucket. That is not an example. Do not do <laughs> and that. I ain't even got a kidney condition. So, you know, <laughs> what's just your a pro. excuse? Yeah. <laughs> just handle that business, baby. Number one piss boy. Um, wow. So anyway. <laughs> God, I'm so pissed boy. because I, I swear <laughs> so it's like, I'm not really sure what this is. I'm sure the third song won't give it away. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, uh, fucking it, it gave it away hard. Yeah, hold on, Johnny. Will you, can you play like three seconds of that last yeah. song for David? Yeah. <laughs> 
Spider Man! <laughs> Cut it! You, you, you left before the flute. Before it even you, left, you left before the flute finished. If you just stuck around to the end of that flute at the beginning, you would have gotten it. Oh, man. You're just one second too quick. I could have gotten up and used the bathroom and been like, oh, I obviously know what this is. Oh, God, that's funny. Man. Oh, man. Um. Wow. So anyway, uh, so this is not Goldeneye. No. Uh, no. At all. Um, Nor is it perfect so, dark. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's certainly not that. So how to how how to go, man? How'd Mission Impossible sixty four turn out? You know, I I had a lot of fun with it when I played it. Um, this was one of the games I can definitely remember following in Nintendo Power, reading about it and being like, this game sounds pretty cool. Um, it did get compared to Goldeneye a lot. But, no way. You know, yeah, but like Goldeneye was more of a here's a level, go shoot everybody, and sometimes you have to escort somebody, but most of the time shoot everybody. This game, you had to like find like disguises and like dress up as like different people, and and uh, there's like missions where uh, you you take a position as a sniper and like one of the other. Um, uh, operatives for uh, IMF, I think this is what they're called. Um, That's is, them. The is doing, Impossible Mission Force. Yeah. Th while they go do on a mission, and so, like, you're, like, sniping, like, cars and people that are trying to fuck with Ethan Hawke or whatever, and, um... Oh, Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Not, not Ethan Hawke. That's another guy. <laughs> totally different yeah. game than Ethan Hawke simulator. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Before sunset, the game. What a what a fucking game. <laughs> There's a lot of like cool gadgets and um, I I don't, I don't know. It was a pretty pretty neat game for the time. Like, I can only imagine if this was going to be an ambitious PC game, it was probably going to be like something like Deus Ex, but Mission Impossible. Um, what I want to know is, whenever he's given a mission, it says whether you choose to accept it. Have they ever been like? Nah. Nah. <laughs> and they're like, this mission sounds too fucked up. We're not doing it. <laughs> I mean, I think that maybe there's a few times in, like, the movies where, like, he's completed the big mission and then they, like, give him one more pair of sunglasses and, you know, maybe he goes, like, nah, and he, like, goes off with his wife. But, like, yeah, it would really, it really, you know, kind of neuter the whole movie if the, you know, movie starts off and he rejects the initial mission. Like, no, I don't want that one. That, that, that virus sounds fucked up. All right, well, what about this mission should you choose to accept it? Like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds much better. <laughs> I would actually love to see, like, if it was Mission Impossible 6 or whatever it was. Like, whatever they're up to now. And it's like, your mission, should you choose to accept it? A terrorist cell's like, no, I choose not to accept this. And then the yeah, rest whoa, of the movie whoa, whoa, is just like right a there. Tom that Cruise romantic dangerous. comedy. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because, I mean, okay. You these games, could, these, these movies could be anything, and Tom Cruise is so charming, and Ethan Hunt is the most well-fleshed-out character ever. You could easily make these movies where he finally rejects a mission, yes. But he's already got all the intel and stuff, so it's almost like a weird thing where it's like, well, now you know all our secrets about this mission, so uh, now we're well, going to send some people after you. <laughs> David, you, ha you had me at rejecting the mission. You lost me at Tom Cruise rom-com. That I'm not interested in seeing. <laughs> it's no, just going to say it's like that's... But with lasers. 
I was going to say, it's like, that's the whole plot of the movie is he's trying to woo this woman and he keeps promising to meet her at these fancy restaurants, but he gets distracted because all these assassins are trying to take him out because he knows too much about this mission. What it needs to be is you've got mail, but instead of exchanging <laughs> emails, they're exchanging impossible missions. <laughs> so John, you had me at you got mail. <laughs> she keeps trying to like figure out who he is and give him these missions, and he just keeps on being like, nah, it's all right. And then they, they boot up AOL and some messenger. They chit-chat a little bit. He, you know, he buys out her bookstore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a good fucking movie. I, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> but her emails it's... keep disappearing after five seconds. It's just very... But her emails! <laughs> Fuck it's it. Can so we just recast the next Mission Impossible with Tom Hanks? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I'll... God, no, yes. I, I want to recast the next You've Got Mail, but with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that we... sounds awful. <laughs> So it'd be Tom Cruise as Tom Hanks. It would be Ving Rhames as Dave Chappelle. It would be... Oh, no, there's no female characters in the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, but oh, I'm just saying, like... I was trying you... to... I, you threw me off because I did not remember Dave Chappelle being in You've Got Dave Mail. Dave Chappelle is Tom Hanks' inexplicable black friend and You've Got Mail. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, great. it's like... Could you picture Tom Hanks in a romantic, or excuse me, can you picture Tom Cruise in a romantic comedy at the dramatic finish where you have to see him running down the street towards the woman he loves? Okay, now yes, that I can see. That man loves to run. <laughs> but it, there's a big difference between a romantic run and a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible run. Like, if he's running towards like the romantic, you know, finish of the movie and he breaks his fucking ankle, then a little bit too much of that Mission Impossible bled into the romantic comedy. Well, but, I mean, it's basically uh, the same thing as a Mission Impossible run, except instead of a gun, he's holding flowers. <laughs> exactly. What if instead of chasing her on foot, he chased her in a fighter jet? There you go. See, yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say, what if just all rom-coms had elaborate, awesome stunts like Mission Impossible movies? Like, it, you know, It'd be he's true chasing lies. her, she's, she's leaving in the airport, and he fucking chases her down and has to climb inside <laughs> the plane as it's taking off, and they do it with practical stunts. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> like, she doesn't want his advances, so she kicks him out of a helicopter, and he <laughs> falls like forty feet and hits like a cargo net. I'm just he, saying, like, there's a lot of good ideas here. He has to propose to her while she's on a date with another man, and the only way to do it is to scale the space needle to the top where the restaurant that they're having dinner is at. Yeah, and Simon Pegg's there. It's crazy. <laughs> and I, I also figured out the the female lead, the only way to properly recast You've Got Mail with the current Mission Impossible cast. So uh, fucking Tom Cruise takes over the Tom Hanks role. The Meg Ryan role, of course, goes to Henry Cavill. And <laughs> it's just a Not phenomenal fucking movie. Like <laughs> Now the most important question, does he keep the mustache or do they digitally remove the mustache? <laughs> Just picture Tom Cruise and Henry Cable about to kiss, and Henry Cable cocks his fists like in Mission Impossible 6. Like, chow! And then they just fucking come in for a big kiss at the finale. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just Henry Cable, but they have digitally added Meg Ryan's haircut. <laughs> You've got Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Perfect for Switch. Oh, man. I, I unironically love You've Got Mail and the entire Mission Impossible series. So, like, that is a movie made for me, man. Like, I'm or just you know, the I'm next Mission Hollywood. Impossible is written by Nora Ephron. Like, just make it happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, how many movies do you think you could swap Hanks and and uh, Cruz? You know, Ooh. like Last Ooh, Samurai tough. with Tom Hanks. You know, <laughs> Tom, Tom Tom Cruise and Big. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't work. He's a small man. <laughs> I was gonna say they He'd have probably, to give him stilts. He'd probably be really good in Castaway, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you know, Bridge of Spies. It could work. Uh, you know, could I see Tom uh, Tom Cruise playing Sully? No. Um, I don't know. Could, you know can Tom Cruise do like a cowboy accent? Would he work in Toy Story? Oh man, yeah. that'd be interesting. What about Tom Hanks in Rock of Ages? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'd watch that. Could you imagine? Dude, I'd, I'd pay, I would pay full ticket price to see Tom Hanks in a pair of leather pants. Or, or uh, I was gonna say I'd Tom to Hanks see... in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I want to see Tom Cruise play Mr. Rogers. Yes. <laughs> I want to see Tom. Oh, Cruise. Yeah. I want to see Tom Cruise play Walt Disney. Or Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! No, nobody plays Forrest Gump anymore. That movie is over. <laughs> yeah. uh, as long as we're doing reckonings with the past and fucking cops and Confederacy and stuff, can we just cancel Forrest Gump once and for all? We're done with that, right? Um, God, Tom yeah, is wow. such a better actor. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, John. <laughs> Nobody's like, asking that. <laughs> where's your hot take button? Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> you've lost the you've lost it man um well anyway yeah so uh mission impossible mission 64 impossible. <laughs> um i haven't seen the first 63 <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh. we need a dad right i was gonna say we already have a dad joke button what was i just thinking um <laughs> but uh yeah man um i love the mission impossible movies so uh, you know, I'd love to see a new, like a new Mission Impossible game. The, th that's the series that still needs like Mission Impossible being a continuing movie series justifies the continued existence of movie tie-in games. They need to still make movie tie-in games because yes, the last several Mission Impossible movies have been fucking awesome, and they all need a tie-in game. Like it, it'd be great. And I'm not talking about like Die Hard trilogy style. I don't want Mission Impossible four, five, six on the PlayStation One. That would suck ass. I, they each need their own dedicated game. They, you know, they're they're good fucking movies, action-packed white-knuckle thrill rides. I don't say that ironically. Uh, you know, frankly, I think we might need to do a commentary series for the new Mission Impossible, or for all Mission Impossibles. I was just about it's, to say, uh, Muddle Madness in the chat is talking about, this is why we need more movie commentaries. Should we add Mission Impossible to the docket? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Are you kidding? That's, you know, what's the first thing on the docket? I, I kind of forgot I, after last week. I thought week. we were each going to pick a movie and let the tunas pick, uh, vote. Hmm. Okay, cool. So first chance I get, my my poll's going to be four Mission Impossible movies. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm stacking the deck. <laughs> I feel like uh, it was going to be the Flintstones, the Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, before we move on. How many movies can you swap Tom Cruise and John Goodman? Oh, man. Game four. Okay. 
So, this game was released in May of 2017, 23 years later after the initial version of this game, and it was announced in January of 2017 to mark the beginning of the series' 30th anniversary. Who's got those answers, guesses, penis drawings? <laughs> I want to give you a point. Say it out loud, David. I want to give you a point for creativity. So, Jesse has a drawing of a penis. Johnny says, Shadow the Cop Hog. And John Harrington is the correct answer of Ultra Street Fighter 2. Technically, Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers. Yeah, they say that, but this is Capcom, so I ain't buying it. There might be a couple more challengers. (laughs) I I wanted to use that trivia so bad, but there was no way that I could word it. Um... This is the first game in the series to feature a character developed by another company. Oh. Please elaborate. Because this is the g- uh, Sadly, no. Because uh, oh, this game yeah, say, introduced- Wait a minute! Nobody told me Skullmania came back! Because <laughs> this is uh, the Street Fighter 2 version that introduced Evil Ryu and Violent Ken. Violent Ken mm. first appearing in SVC Chaos, developed by SNK. Oh, right. It's such a... You know, I want to say dorky, like, way to phrase that, but it's... I don't know, there's something about, like, you know, okay, yeah, Evil Ryu, like, He's Ryu, but he's overtaken by the evil spirits. Like, what do we do to make like an edgier version of Ken? It's like he's violent. Ken, like, is Street Fighter not inherently violent? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's he's more violent. Is what I'm trying to tell you now. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's not a smirk. It's more of a menacing grin. 
It's weird too because like Violent Ken is overcome by the psycho power from M. Bison, so they could have called him Psycho Ken, but they didn't. They just went with Violent Ken. Yeah, or Psyken. I mean, just shorten the whole thing. It would have been a good move. Um, Jeez. Uh, really, really missed out on something here, but uh, it, it sounds pretty fucking great, man. Uh, but this violent Ken. Um, is, he honestly, re- yeah, I, I, is he related to Violent J? Does he work You know, I makeup? think he is. <laughs> yeah, is. Is that what it is? Is Violent Ken have Juggalo makeup on? I thought it was pronounced Huggalo. Is it Juggalo? What? Damn it. What? Uh, so, okay, so that's going to be the real Ultra Street Fighter 2. Eventually, they're going to make, like, the real final Street Fighter 2 featuring Ryu 2 Dope and uh, <laughs> Violent Ken. <laughs> or, okay, so no, Ryu and, we already got Evil Ryu and Violent Ken, so it needs to be, like, Guile 2 Dope. And violent Chun Li. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> it's it's funny that you say that because one of the characters allegedly that was going to get added to Street Fighter Two that they never Shug brought back girl. was actually a karate clown. Oh God! So really, just dodge that better. bullet. Fuck! It just yeah. gets better and better. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 with Dr. Roxo. <laughs> Who asked for this? <laughs> uh, I can't even picture this. That's terrible. <laughs> so, David, did you play Ultra Street Fighter 2? <laughs> I did. Um, so, just to mention how this ties into... <laughs> Street Fighter Clown. <laughs> Alright, we have lost John. Why would John has gone bye-bye. Um, so to just to explain to tie into the theme, so um, obviously there's a lot of characters in Street Fighter 2, but the one clown of the most was a cop. Chun Li, the strongest woman in the world, is also a member of Interpol. She is officially a police officer, and you beat the shit out of her. That's true, man. So, um, yeah, this was one of those, like, early Switch games. It was like, oh, fuck, yeah, Street Fighter on the Switch. Hell yeah. And then, you know, a year or two later, they released the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. (laughs) It's like, oh, why did I buy this game? So you did buy this game? (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) They got you on launch hype. (laughs) Uh, They did. But it did have some cool stuff. Um, It had a, like, a first person mode that used the joy cons that was not cool um it was kind of janky and didn't work but one thing it did have was it had a sprite like editor so you could create custom color variations that you could then take online when you played the game and that was pretty fucking cool. cool yeah that is cool yeah, sorry, I already agreed with you. I thought somebody else would jump in. <laughs> I was to say, it got real quiet real fast. Um, yeah, no. It... But essentially, I mean, it's it's Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Like, it, it does have various different um, modes. You can do the, like, classic sprite graphics. They have the HD 
Udon comics graphics. Um, it's been rebalanced. It added Evil Ryu. It added Violent Ken. But yeah, it's basically Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And, you know, the game came out in 94. This came out in 2017. And goddamn, if it doesn't still hold up. Yeah, I mean, some games truly are timeless. <laughs> like, and Street Fighter 2 really might be one of those games. It's, uh... I mean, yeah, like, I, I never, uh... You know, thankfully, I, I didn't rebuy Street Fighter 2 all that many times, but I bought it more than once. It's uh, it's one of those things, like, you know, you throw a couple extra characters, or you do, uh, what was it, on PlayStation 3, the uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix? Like, oh, so you're telling me you got the exact same game, but it looks even nicer? Like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll plop down some money on that. Like, you know, Capcom, man, they, they figured out, like... Yeah, they're, they're pretty goddamn good at putting those games back out there and being like, hey, you should buy this again. I'm like, no, 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 no. Fool me once, shame on me. But wait a minute, you tell me you got Violent Ken. Okay, now, hold on. <laughs> Fool me three or four times. <laughs> shame on you, sir. Um, yeah, they, you know, I think they need to start doing that for the Mega Man collections, quite frankly. Like, they need to put out, like, Violent Mega Man X. <laughs> I was gonna say, add Violent Ken. <laughs> Mega Man Zero collection, and you can unlock Violent Ken. It's and, a really good idea. Well, that's one of the things that I was still upset about with the cancellation of Mega Man Ultimate, because that's pretty much what it was. It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna be able to build your own Mega Man game. And also unlock Ryu and Arthur. It's like, fuck yeah, I want to play those characters in a Mega Man game. Oh, do you? We're going to cancel it, because we're Capcom. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, fortunately, in my adulthood, I've learned not to take it too personally, David. It's just how it goes. <laughs> no, I take it personally. <laughs> and that's the thing. I've learned to not take it personally. You you should still be taking it personally. They are really going hard on you. That uh, game was canceled <laughs> specifically to piss off me and no one else. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants this? David. We should cancel it, though. But it would upset David. Mm, still cancel it. Fuck him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Cap Capcom yeah. just came out. Capcom's like, been operating for too long Cap just to appease David. Capcom <laughs> came out. It's like, we're going to cancel this game. Whatever. We don't need that money. Y'all are still going to buy Street Fighter V and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, aren't you? Wait, where are you going? No. <laughs> yeah. Peons, you'll take what we give you. Wait, hold on. Uh, maybe we can give you a little bit more so you'll take... Oh, shit. Uh, quick, <laughs> crank out like 30 DLC fighters for Street Fighter V. We're in deep shit here. No, cancel Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. That's not coming back. Uh, anyway, um, Ma see, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite would have succeeded if they had violent versions of all the characters. It should have been Marvel vs. Capcom violent. It's, you know, MVCV. I was going to say, it should have just been MVC, but the V stood for violent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Marvel Violent Capcom. You got your Marvel characters. You got your Violent Capcom characters. Ultron merges with Violent Sigma. It's a fucking. It's a great mesh, man. Like that would have been a would have been a hell of a game. People would have bought more of it than uh, than what they ended up with. This uh, this I'm, game that nobody even remembers. I'm not gonna lie. I would play the fuck out of any game that featured Violent Hagar. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. So like, what's you know, what is it that sets violent Hagar apart from normal Hagar? <laughs> like he, instead of a he pipe? still bashes you with a pipe, but it's a flaming pipe. <laughs> he pile drives two things at once. <laughs> he shaves his mustache. Oh, oh, oh wow. God, no! What's That's he doing? Too far. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> ah, we gotta give David one last chance to course correct. So yes, what's the what's the ultimate violent Hagar move? The violent pile driver. Thanks. I mean, I, I like a good violent driver as much as the next person, but uh, clearly it wasn't enough to save Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Anyway, David, um, great pick. You know, I, I kind of forgot about Street Fighter series. I forgot that Interpol is a police organization. Indeed, you. Uh, you know, well, I mean, you, the you, the name Interpol means international police. Now hold on. Yeah. Because what are you saying? You can shorten phrases and combine <laughs> them into. Hold, this is wild. Well, what I'm saying is, Johnny, get ready. I was very close to choosing a Mortal Kombat game where you could fuck up Striker, but <laughs> I think Street Fighter is significantly better than Mortal Kombat. Hot take. And I was getting ready to pick a Tekken game in which you could fuck up Lei Wulong, but I realized we'd used all the Tekken games that I care to talk about. And Street Fighter is also better than Mortal Kombat. Hot take. Except in story. Mortal Kombat really has a much better story mode than Street Fighter does. And Robocop. I was going to say, it's like... Also, Mortal Kombat does now have Robocop. So, David, you really might have fucked up by not picking Mortal Kombat 11. I was going to say, it's like Mortal Kombat does have the slight edge in story and guest characters, because Street Fighter doesn't really have guest characters, but they should get in on that. Jason (laughs) Voorhees in a Street Fighter game. I'd play the hell out of it. (laughs) Picture the people debating nowadays, like Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. It's like, yeah, Mortal Kombat, you can literally do Robocop versus the Terminator. What do you have in Street Fighter? We got violent Ken. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have a fucking karate clown. <laughs> yeah, they cut the karate clown. Sorry, guys. Um, so yeah, Mortal Kombat could take a lessons from Street Fighter and make violent versions <laughs> of each of their characters. I mean, Mortal you know, Kombat I- characters like rip out spines. That's I don't know how you get more violent than that. That's what I'm saying, man. Just total overkill. Just like gooifying bodies and just, you know, ah, the, the nastiest shit you've ever seen. Um, that's going to be in Mortal Kombat 12. That's right. Violent Robocop in uh, Mortal Kombat 12. Um, Johnny, yeah, you were supposed like to have moved on ages ago. <laughs> I, I think a violent Mortal Kombat fatality would be like a human centipede, the other guy. That's that's how you get. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, no, okay, so Mortal Kombat's already violent, so the next step is like cruel, and it just gets real fucked up. <laughs> Game five.
right? Um, this game is one of the few games based on this IP that was of a different genre than uh, than typically made in this series. Um, also, the plot is roughly based on a storyline from a 1999 uh, television show, sort of. Hell yeah. Somebody check me here. Am I? So make sure I'm not bleeding out of the ears. Um, <laughs> You're going to ruin my guess. All right. How you guys doing? Okay. Johnny's Great. got a dick. Um, and uh, David says beep boop. And John with the correct answer. WWF betrayal. That's right. And that's the bottom line. This is WWF Betrayal on the Game Boy Color. Um, it is a side-scrolling beat-em-up in which you get to pick between uh, Triple H, The Rock, Undertaker, and Stone Cold to go from uh, left to right and punch various uh, people, like uh, referees. Uh, there are two types of referees. There's a skinny one and a fat one. The fat one looks kind of like Ron Jeremy. Um, there are police officers. Uh, there are like three different kinds of police officers. One has. You need a... to fight the big boss man. Uh, no, no, they're not not the big boss man. Unfortunately, I wish I wish they were, because he would be a lot better. Because you know, because <clears throat> fucking big a- boss am man. I, am I getting that right? Is big boss man's gimmick that he's a cop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a, a, a basically a bad cop. He's done some fucked up shit. Um, he fed someone's dog the big to boss them, man. Um, which is pretty fucked up. Um, he and the dog's name was Pepper, and he told the dude, he's like, "Oh, th- I made you some pepper steak," and he's like, "Oh, this is really good," and he's like, "Oh yeah, um, this is I, this is your dog. I killed it, and and you're eating it now, and that's pretty fucked up." Ooh, um, yes, also, yes, it is. Jesus also, Christ! I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, this I'm is sorry. wrestling. 
<laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you, Jesse. Like, I know there's a debate about whether wrestling is real or fake, but did that happen? <laughs> like, did someone cook a dog? I mean, it's it's the story, dude. You know, and then then they had a the, one of the worst matches ever, which is a uh, the what was it, the kennel from hell match, fucking Vince Russo, and that was stupid. It was just it was a cage. And then another cage. So the cage was in the, the ring, so they were in there. Double cage! And then then in between the ring cage and the other cage, they had a bunch of dogs. And a lot of them were like, fuck it, there's like a golden retriever. And, and like, no. like fucking dogs that aren't going to do shit for one. And two, they it's never they never actually re never in interact with the dogs. It is one of the worst things ever. <clears throat> um, well, I mean, honestly, it's it's good they never interact with the dogs. That sounds like a fucking like, yeah. nightmare. Yeah, that's... No. Like, animal fucking abuse. I, I don't even want to think about that. Fuck Vince okay. Russo. Anyway, Jesse, go ahead, I'm David. glad to hear that they don't interact with the dogs and all that, but I really feel like we're glossing over. Did he cook the dog? <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> he did not. Okay, so okay, you can be I safe. feel significantly no. better. Okay. Although he did drag uh, Big Show's grandfather's casket at his funeral behind a car. So that was pretty fucked up, too. Like, Big Boss Damn. Man was fucked up. He fucked... He was, <laughs> it sounds like it, man. He was a top Sounds heel. like he's... You know, a lot of the problems that we have with current policing are kind of distilled <laughs> down into the Big Boss Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Oh, I you want to peacefully protest? Eat your own dog. <laughs> oh, it was his father. I thought it was his grandfather. Fuck. Okay, it was his father's casket. I mean, Big Show was pretty upset. You can you can imagine why. Uh, so, so um, what's his problem? So again, so in this game though, Big Boss Man isn't in it, but the police officers have like tasers and stuff, which is fucked up. Um, and so what happens is you're, it starts off, I picked Stone Cold, of course. Um, Actually, wait, hold on, Jesse. I want, before you talk about this even further and can, you know, continue to give people time to look it up, David, I want to know if you can guess who made WWF Betrayal for the Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah. My gut says THQ. See, they, they made a lot of WWF games. Uh, however, that's incorrect. They published this one, but they did not develop it. Um, what if I told you it was directed Ooh! by Matt? I was going to say, in that case, it's got to be a WayForward game, because I know WayForward <laughs> does a shit ton of licensed games, especially on the GB Game Boy Color. Yes, David, that's exactly right. So, you know, my main point is, like, yeah, this game's about Stephanie McMahon being kidnapped and these wrestlers trying to beat up things and get to Stephanie McMahon. How about an unlockable Shantae for WWF Betrayal? That'd be cool. How That'd about a female cool. wrestler that uses Shantae belly dancing as a gimmick? Um, I mean, it's, it's not a bad idea. I think we could send that uh, run that up the pole to AEW. They seem to be struggling with their women's division. They really need some kind of spark. <laughs> um, That's not too bad. <laughs> it's gotten it's, better. It's, I mean, the, the wrestling itself is fine. I just feel like they have, like, five wrestlers they're using. It's just not quite getting there. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a way forward game. Which, you know, seeing that, I was like, now wait, David didn't pick this? Hold on. Uh... <laughs> How much of WWF Betrayal carried over into, like, Mighty Switch Force? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Actually, I would love if, like, the next Mighty Switch Force game or whatever, you could perform wrestling moves. 
Mike. Fuck If yeah, Paddy dude. Wagon could do a pile driver, I am all for it. Yeah, or like, you know, she just has like an ally in each level, and each level it's either Triple H, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, <laughs> or The Rock. Like, <laughs> that'd be pretty good, man. <laughs> uh, so That's anyway, it. Jesse. <laughs> so I, I actually uh, finished this game on the Twitch stream Monday, so... um. You can check that out if you want. Um, I picked Stone Cold, of course. Um, Hell yeah. And you start off fighting Triple H, and then you get hit by a trash can, and The Rock is there, and he runs off, and you lose the match because, uh, you know, distraction and whatnot. So then Stone I'm sorry to keep derailing it, but I like how you say you get hit by a trash can like it's a car. Like a trash can flew through the <laughs> arena and hits you. Like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> Someone hits you with a trash well, he can. Well, he threw it into the ring and it hits you, and then Triple H pedigrees you. All on the glorious Game Boy Color, by the way. Of course. And um, <laughs> That's the beauty of all this. All this is being described on the Game Boy Color. <laughs> and I gotta say, the sprites are very entertaining. Uh, they walk in such a strut. It's very much like the... The treasure hunter dude from NES. Tre- no treasure master? way. Treasure master. Do we need yeah. to get the? Okay, so see, yeah, treasure master is maybe my favorite walking animation of all of the characters that we've like ever featured on the show. So, are you telling me I need to look up all these WWF betrayal guys? Yeah, you, you and, should. <laughs> okay. Yeah, shit, man. I, I'm like five beers in, but I might have to stay up late tonight and make a lot of gifts. This, uh, that sounds. Oh, that, that sounds really it's, good. It's pretty good. And so you show up in the locker room, and, and Vince is like, they kidnapped my daughter, Stephanie. You have to save her. And Austin's like, why do I need to do that, you piece of trash? And yeah. he's he's like... <laughs> say, why would anybody listen to Vince? <laughs> he's like, well, if you save her, I'll give you a title shot. So he's like, okay, cool. So <laughs> Fair enough! <laughs> then you go... And you like uh, you find the Rock and Undertaker putting her in the limo, and uh, Undertaker drives off, and so then you have to fight the Rock. Um, unfortunately, the weird thing about this game is you don't do a stunner, um, which is stupid. What? Uh, uh, so like you have like a punch and a kick, and you have like this like five little boxes, and if you make like five hits without taking any damage, then you do like a special move. And for, like, regular old enemies, like the referees and police officers, you just DDT them into the ground, which is still pretty badass. Uh, for like, yeah, DDT's great. For, like, against, like, The Rock and um, Triple H and Undertaker, you do the, um, the ground and pound thing where you, like, just tackle them and just punch them in the face a bunch. Which, you know, that, you know Stone Cold does that, so it's not a big deal. But you don't get to do the stunner, which that's, that's a, definitely a negative. However, I mean, it only, it seems complicated to animate that with sprites. Probably. Uh, and I only say that as a very lazy man. Like, <laughs> you want to make a WWF beat-em-up, and you're going to make Stone Cold a playable character? You make a stunner set of sprites for every single fucking character. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> but, what's the matter with you? But ultimately, I feel like this is something that should happen more often. Like, a beat-em-up with wrestlers. Like... Just have throw a bunch of wrestlers that you can pick from, walk left to right, and fucking you know doing wrestling moves to people. Like I just that's what I want, you know. Have it an AEW game, and it just. I mean, speaks. that's a lot of what I love about Final Fight. <laughs> like, yeah, Hagar's a fucking wrestler. Yeah, an ex-pro wrestler turned mayor. 
I love it. Just <laughs> like <laughs> just change him to Jake Hager. Uh, have Cody be Cody. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, that adds up. Uh, throw in like Hikaru Shida, you know, um, or someone else. You know, maybe you mm-hmm. could have the alien lady, Statlander. Um, I'm into it. That's right, David. There's a woman. She's uh, from the Andromeda Galaxy, and she wrestles. So uh, In AW, there's a Martian woman. Yeah, and she boops um, people on the nose because that's what aliens do. And um, how aliens say hello. They uh, yeah. give you a little boop. Because wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, watching wrestling, David. We're going for it. Yeah, I mean, we're you've going got hard. <laughs> people, people feeding dogs to people. You've got Martians wrestling. You've got in Australia. There's a wrestler that's two dudes in a trench coat, and they're like, what? yeah, they're like really short. I think, and their name is like Jason uh, Tallman or something. And like, it, like, come on. Are you serious? Yes, yes. I that's I, I forget their exact name, but it, it's legit. Two dudes why? in a fucking trench coat. And like, <laughs> I mean, why do I not watch wrestling? This I don't is know. Amazing. <laughs> We've been asking you guys for a while. I mean, the I fact that it. there is a, a female Martian wrestler from the Andromeda Galaxy who boops people on the nose. That is the most convincing argument I've heard for me to watch wrestling since the Michael Jackson wrestler. There's, there's also, uh, like, Joey Ryan. He flips people with his dick. That's pretty great. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I can you do got, that. You, know, you got to focus on the Andromeda Galaxy stuff, Jesse. You got to leave okay. the dick flip out of it. Okay. <laughs> that undoes all the goodwill. Oh, oh. David's, David's not ready for sleaze wrestling. Yeah. He needs, you know. Johnny might be into the sleaze. Yeah. Oh yeah. David needs the aliens. Johnny needs the dick flips. Okay. I'm all in on the sleaze. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody timestamp that. We gotta pull that for a calculating computer. <laughs> I mean, I just you know, you gotta you gotta know your audience. Like David, I'm telling you, there, there's there's hot women who claim to be aliens. Johnny, I'm telling you, there's a guy with a hairy chest, and if you grab his dick, he flips you with it. Oh, he also <laughs> keeps a lollipop in his trunk while he wrestles. And he'll pull it out and stick it in your mouth and then kick you in the face while you have his sweaty uh, lollipop in, in your mouth. And Yeah, and David, there's a guy from Japan who practices Hakan's uh, style of wrestling oh, from Street Fighter Michael 4. Nakazawa! When, when somebody gets a grip on him, he pulls baby oil out of his trunks, douses himself with it, and it gives him, like, elusive powers. <laughs> it's great. Okay, I'm into it. <laughs> like, wow. uh, the thing about wrestling is there's something literally for everyone when it comes to yeah. wrestling. Like, <laughs> you gotta find a way, man. There's... But yeah, mm. um, but so, so anyway, yeah. yeah uh, all that is to say, we need we need to get Kenny Omega on the show. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, uh, I'm telling you, David. You know, let me let me tell you about this this man, Kenny Omega. He's uh, he's like one of the best wrestlers of all time. And uh, his finishing moves, he's got the V-Trigger and the One-Winged Angel. I was going to say, isn't he the one who came out to um, Megalovania? Yes. Yes, he came out just Sans Undertale. <laughs> he's also so, come uh, out yeah. as Akuma before. With- yeah, they did, uh, they did a thing like uh, in connection with C2E2, I think, where there was like a comic event and like nerd event slash wrestling thing and he and the young bucks were dressed as ken ryu and akuma respectively i don't know if it was violent ken but he was not it was not violent ken but kenny was akuma and at one point one of the spots involved them throwing a hadouken into the other team oh yeah 
uh, I'm telling you, man, they're doing everything they can to get David on board. Much like when Capcom canceled Mega Man Legends, Kenny Omega's like, no, I, I gotta get this guy David on board. Like, what does it take? I'm a very, very in-shape man, and I'm doing every nerdy thing I can do, and he doesn't seem to be watching wrestling yet. I don't understand it. Uh, what's it take, David? Does Kenny have to come out of Shantae to get you on board? Like He has dressed I mean, up like Princess Jasmine, so there's that. No way! Yes, in New Japan... <laughs> Uh, him and uh, members of the Bullet Club all dressed up as people from Aladdin, and he dressed as Princess Jasmine. So, uh... You're just, you're just, you're just making this up. You're just saying what we no, all want to hear. No, I'm fucking serious. Wrestling is fucking bonkers. It is, it's Kenny's the best. fucking anime for rednecks. It's fucking <laughs> live-action comic books. It's fucking oh fighting my. games. It's everything you ever want. So I'm I'm taking a look because like there's no way this is real. It is real. Not only can I find pictures of Kenny Omega dressed as Jasmine, but apparently somebody ripped his top off and he's covering himself with a hand bra. Well, yeah, it's very inappropriate, David. <laughs> yeah, man. Japan yeah. is a very conservative country. Uh, yeah, exactly. They, I mean, not to make you know light of it, but yeah, Japan has serious policies in terms of like how they censor violence and nudity especially like in the context of sexual violence so if somebody was to rip Kenny Omega's top off while he's dressed as Jasmine they've they've got to censor that that's you know that's really not cool over there um anyway Jesse uh WWF betrayal for Game Boy Color uh you know what a game yes they need to make more beat em up games in which characters use wrestling moves they need to make more games featuring wrestlers I mean, AEW's got to have a game coming out soon. Like, you know, I, I've been watching a little bit of Botchamania. Somebody made Streets of AEW in oh response to, like, the stadium stampede. Like, let's let's get some wrestling beat-em-ups out there. That sounds like a good idea. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, that's all I want is more beat-em-ups with wrestlers. Oh. Yeah. Frankly, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. I'm now clicking on this picture of Kenny Omega. Frankly, I'm into it. <laughs> good God. <laughs> oh. What a fucking guy! Anything to like, piss Jim Cornette off. I'm. I think that's that's really what it is, man. You know, fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Jim Cornette. Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Jim Cornette's a fucking cop. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Jesse, anything else before we uh, we send this one over to the calculated computer? I think it's time to go home. Calculating computer activated. Computers Oh, shit, what the hell? <laughs> this game's there goes. Is. John Harrington. Hell yeah. I think that was made clear by the uh, mere usage of that calculated computer. Well done, Johnny. Thank you so much for that. What a, what a fucking night. What a show. Uh, you know, thank you so much, everybody. What a, you know, what a, what a glorious win this is for me. 
I'm, uh, you know, honored and flattered by, uh, you know, whatever gaming in the background uh, took place to give me this win. Oh, wait, no, I actually just, I actually had the most points. Never mind. Um, yeah, it's, it's a totally legitimate win for me, for me, and I couldn't be more, uh, more excited. And I've got a pretty good theme in mind. I feel like, uh, you know, we, uh. We've been a little bit too uh, reliant on uh, on the modern stuff lately, and f- quite frankly, my game this week got me uh, got me feeling uh, feeling a little bit old fashioned. So uh, you know, in keeping with the spirit of LA Noir, I'm of course talking about games that came out in the 1940s. No, wait. Um, I think we need to go back. We, we, it's time to have another chiptune show. I'm, I'm wondering how specific I should get with it, guys. Should I? Should I do? Should I do 80s? Should I do 90s? Should I do 8-bit? Should I do 16-bit? Should I do the Nintendo 64 and its awesome 32-bit chiptunes? I, I want a little uh, little powwow on this theme. I'm always fond of like a year. I'm always Oopsie. I'm always fond of like a system like an 8-bit or a 16-bit or How about we just say games released in the 1990s? It's uh you know we're going back in time 30 years that gives us the uh, uh, uh no 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 okay yeah you know, we'll be more specific than that to keep the keep the Nintendo 64 the PlayStation the the illustrious Sega Saturn out of the conversation. Let's just say 16-bit systems. 16-bit games for uh, for next week's fantastic episode of Game That Tune. Uh, everybody, everybody, good with that? Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Is, ter- yeah. is TurboGrafx 16 16-bit? Quiet, you. Does um, it have 16 in the name? <laughs> well, see, David, you, you joke uh, about how obvious that is, and yet, uh, you know, I, I frequent some uh, some podcasts that have asinine discussions about whether or not these things mean what they are. Um, I'm not going to promote that podcast, but yes, the Nintendo 64 is a 64-bit system, just like the TurboGrafx-16 is a 16-bit system. And yes, we're going to have 16-bit games on next week's episode of Game That Tune. We're taking it old school, uh, you know, mid-school. We're going to middle school is what we're doing. Um, so yeah, fantastic show tonight, fellas. What a what a game. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thanks to everybody watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thanks to everybody chatting along in the chat box. We appreciate you guys hanging with us. Uh, hit up our Discord server and join us. We love chatting with you guys. We love goofing off with you guys, having a great time during the show. And, you know, anytime. Uh, we, we really just love hearing from the fans. Thanks everybody listening in podcast form or podcasts come out on uh, Tuesdays and you can find them anywhere you get your podcasts. So thank you all so much for uh, listening and enjoying in podcast form. Thanks to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for our awesome exclusives. We've got Jesse's covered up series. We've got uh, GTT gyms. We've got the occasional mixtape and sometimes we just, you know, we throw some stuff out there. Pretty soon, I think we're going to be doing a Mission Impossible uh, You've Got Mail commentary. I, I haven't decided yet. Maybe we'll do a little voting on that. See uh, see what the fans want. I, you know, pretty sure it's going to be a pretty even split. We got, yeah, we got a pretty weird audience, and I think they're going to be, it's, this is going to be the civil war that divides them. Does Game That Tune talk You've Got Mail or Mission Impossible? Compromise. We watch both movies. Every five minutes, we switch back and forth between them. <laughs> wow, John. <laughs> 
That's next level. And we have to then react to it as though they are the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not find a way to stream both of them at the same time so we commentate both movies? See, now that's a good idea, too. We talk about both movies simultaneously, but never say which one we're talking about. <laughs> so if you want to keep up with our commentaries, you need a lot of DVD players, motherfuckers. It's going to be a... Uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, you know, we're doing some next level shit there at Patreon.com/slash/GameThatSoon. So check us out. Special thanks to the super fan tier producers: Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Chrono, Dominic Guy, Kellyam, Taylor Wise, Sam L. You're all fantastic fellows, and we appreciate that support. Um, thank you to uh, Jesse. Took the request this week. Jesse, who made our request this week? It was week? Uh, Caledon in the Discord. Thank you to Caledon for that fantastic request. He made his request in our Discord, but you can also hit us up, gamethattune at gmail.com. You can find us in the 24-7 video game music stream at twitch.tv slash gttradio. Um, or you can hit us up on Twitter at gamethattune, or you can find us individually there on Twitter. Uh, I am there at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at sega underscore legend. And you can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFD Fleming. And so I'm taking it home with my bonus tunes, guys. Uh, you know, it's been a you know, a, as I said earlier, it's it, you know, I'm not I'm not giving Jesse any shit about the theme. It was a great theme. It got, got us thinking about games where you can fight the cops. It got us thinking a little deeper on uh, on games, much like people should maybe be thinking a little deeper on their music. Uh, apparently, this week. A lot of people were starting to realize that maybe, just maybe, Rage Against the Machine <laughs> was a political ban. Wait, uh, what? Since when? Yeah, people have been people have been going in on Tom Morello on Instagram about the political leanings of his band, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I yeah, thought that I, song, I, 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 I Won't Do What You Tell Me, was about you know, your parents. Is that not what yeah, that's about? Yeah, fuck you, I won't do what you <laughs> tell me. It's, you know, yeah, killing in the name. It's definitely not about anything political. Rage Against the Machine, they've never been radical leftists. So um, I shouldn't have punched my toaster oven? Uh, exactly. Yeah, you're Rage Against the Wrong Machine, David, is what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, so, and, and just to prove that I didn't fully flesh out the, uh, the bonus tunes to tie in with the theme, the theme next week is 16-bit games, but this is the 8-bit remix of Bulls on Parade yeah. by Rage Against the Machine. So <laughs> yeah. let's rally around the family, pockets full of shells, peace out everybody.
Treachery and Beatdown City is copyright 2020 New Challenger LLC. LA Noir is copyright 2011 Rockstar Games. Mission Impossible is copyright 1998 Infogrames and Ocean Software. Ultra Street Fighter 2 The Final Challengers is copyright 2017 Capcom Company Limited. WWF Betrayal is copyright 2001 WayForward Technologies and THQ Incorporated.